This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. I'm Linda Holmes. The Pop Culture Happy Hour team is off today, so we're bringing you an excerpt of the podcast Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Normally, when you tune in to an episode of Bullseye, you'll hear interviews with pop culture creators like David Letterman, Sudan Archives, or Weird Al. I've even guest hosted a few times. I've talked with the likes of Elizabeth Moss and Succession's Sarah Snook. But once a year, the show breaks format. The team at Bullseye listens through every stand-up comedy album from the year past to bring you the best of the best. Here's an excerpt from 2022's Bullseye Stand-Up Comedy Spectacular. Support for NPR and the following message come from FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Next up is Josh Gondelman. He's a killer stand-up, also a writer. He wrote for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He won a Peabody and an Emmy for his work on that show. He was senior staff writer and producer for Showtime's Desus and Marrow. He's also written two books, the latest of which, Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results, came out in 2019. Very funny book. Josh, in fact, is one of the funniest and sweetest dudes around. Uh, He has several stand-up albums under his belt. Here's a bit from his latest, People Pleaser. I kind of just got to see family for the first time in almost a year and a half after I was vaccinated. I went to go home, visit my parents, see some other relatives and friends. I got to have lunch with my 97-year-old great-aunt, which is amazing. Yeah. Chances are you might have met her. She's been around a while, so. (laughs) I assume that's what the applause was. (laughs) She's wonderful. And if you have the chance to hang out with somebody that has that kind of life experience, you gotta jump on that. I mean, not literally, you'll crush your bones to dust, but (laughs) you've gotta seize that opportunity. Because there's so much family history and life experience in a person like that. And with a healthy 97-year-old, they're going to have a confidence that's like aspirational. And you're not going to see it anywhere else on earth. (laughs) My great aunt walks around all day like she just won an Oscar on top of Mount Everest. (laughs) That's just her all day long. Just unbeatable swagger, oxygen tank. That's her whole deal. (laughs) The hubris comes out in different ways. We were out at lunch. We finish the meal, the waiter comes over. He says, can I interest you in dessert? I have one dessert special to offer. It's a slice of pumpkin pie. And my great aunt looks him right in the eyes, grown man, and says, we'll have some grapes for the table. And the waiter says, grapes? And she goes, for the table. And the waiter walks out of the room, presumably to quit is what I thought was happening. She's like, oh boy. Better go back to law school, like my dad keeps saying. (laughs) Comes back two minutes later with three giant bowls of grapes for the table. 
There weren't even grapes on the menu at this restaurant. Such is the power of 97-year-old self-esteem. My great aunt just thought about grapes, said the word grapes, manifested grapes into her life. And why wouldn't she behave like that? Why wouldn't she? When you're 97, you don't have a lot of time to go a bunch of different places asking for the stuff they advertise. When you're 97, you go where people bring you. You tell the nice folks there what you want in your life and you make it their problem for a while. Just like, oh, dessert? Yeah, I'd like some grapes for the table also. Stamps, hard candy, batteries, and my cholesterol medication. I'm 97, and you're my concierge to the universe right now. So make it quick, because I have Jeopardy set to DVR, but I don't know what that means, so I have to watch it live. As I mentioned, I've been with my wife for seven years, married for four. It's the best. I love it so much. I love her so much. That's the important part, right? Yeah, that's the important part. Just growing together over the years is so wonderful. I think people give marriage a bad name. Sometimes they, they talk trash about it. But even the little things, like after seven years with the same person, I now have all these incredibly strong opinions about topics I know nothing about. <laughs> Because my wife has thoughts. <laughs> and she shares them with me because communication is the bedrock of a strong relationship. <laughs> and I love and trust her, so now her opinions are also my opinions. <laughs> and what a joy to know something without ever having to learn it. <laughs> Here's an example. Have I ever listened to an entire album by recording artist Fiona Apple? Sadly, no. I've never had the pleasure. But do I... Do I, deep in my heart, believe that Fiona Apple is a genius? Yeah, absolutely, that's something I think. No doubt about it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Here's how far I'll take it. If you don't think Fiona Apple is a genius, I think you're sexist. That's something I believe in my heart. I can't prove that in any way. That's just a trust fall into my wife's brain. It's so great being together a long time with the same person. Seven years, our friends have started to become friends with one another. Our families are merging into this one loving family. And I now have all these enemies I'm still meeting for the first time. Because <laughs> my wife has people she doesn't care for. They don't disappear just because we got together. Now everywhere I go in the world, I just meet new people to hate, like it's the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Showing up at unfamiliar buildings, fighting with people I've never seen before <laughs> over reasons I'm learning in the moment. <laughs> I'll be at a work function with my wife. I'll be like, Oh, that couple over there, they seem so sweet. I was talking to them. They seem great. We should have brunch sometime. My wife's like, nah-uh. In 2007, she told me my haircut was fascinating. <laughs> and I say, well, I hope her car flips over on the way home. And she says, I love you too. Because that's part of what love is, right? Her enemies are my enemies. I mean that sincerely. That was in my wedding vows. I'm not remotely joking about that part. Because I feel like if you're going to make a vow, make it a vow, right? <laughs> Revenge, that's a vow. You can enforce it with a sword. <laughs> Richer, poorer, sickness, health, that's nice, but I'll extend those courtesies to my landlord if we're being honest. <laughs> Josh Gondelman from his stand-up album, People Pleaser. When he's not buying, let's say, all-purpose flour on the dark web, he's a must-follow on Twitter, 
at Josh Gondelman. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.